Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John. Hey, John, pull up a bedroom store, back porch store, wherever the heck you're at, your home. Yeah, I'm on the back porch with a, a beer in front of me and enjoying the nice, beautiful afternoon. Uh, we have some gorgeous weather here in Central Florida, so huh. it's absolutely beautiful. So. I'm laying here with Presley, or sitting here while Presley's laying here helping us record, because he's the, you know, he's always here. He's a part of it. He gives me a lot of information. He's my producer. I'm sure he is. And we got, I got a live walk through the Magic Kingdom. They're right at the castle right now. It's when I was down there last month, or yeah, beginning of the month, whatever the heck it was. It seems like forever now. And it was only weeks ago. <laughs> the castle really, they did a good job. It is beautiful, dude. Speaking of that, Doug, it's it's funny uh, the different perspectives we all have, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm usually when I'm driving, if there's an interesting conversation behind me, I can't help but overhear, you know. And it's it's a crowded bus; they're usually right. You're an eavesdropper. It's okay. Eh, yeah, it happens. Nosy Nelly, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, uh, I'm driving to the Magic Kingdom, and there's this uh, a couple of. Uh, young ladies a couple of seats behind me and and they're talking about how much they love the magic kingdom and and the one girl says and every time i see the castle i cry and i think to myself well thank god i don't do that (laughs) (laughs) god (laughs) we'd all be in trouble so (laughs) but i can understand it you know i mean if you especially some of some of these folks that put so much effort into getting down here once twice a year for their vacation and stuff like that and it means so much to them and it really does to me too but i can't i mean obviously i see it probably especially now working at magic i'm gonna see it every freaking day when i go on lunch so i can't get too overly emotional about it so you lucky you i i don't get to the point where i cry and if i did i wouldn't admit it you know that but (laughs) (laughs) no but there's a lot of areas in the parks that choke me up thinking about how many years me and Brenda's been oh, yeah. going? Yeah. Uh, my father there, things doing with mom there, my godson's there. You know the family stuff that really chokes me up, and that's the reason why I don't think I, I think 
I think the regular listeners understand why I get so angry at, at the parks because of how much I love it. People just listening in think I hate it at times, but <laughs> I truly do love it there. I just hate everything that's going on with it. That's that's the big synopsis, John. There you go. But you go. the castle is gorgeous. They did a great job. I like I like the way the the color slowly changes is going up. It it really does. They did a great job redoing it. Like they didn't make me miss the lighter blue. What about you? Yeah, no, I like I like it. I like it a lot. Um, certainly like it better than the uh, pink birthday cake of 1996. Even though that does hold certain great memories for Lisa and, and probably for you guys as well. But, yeah, because uh, us was 97. Yeah, it was still you know yeah, finishing up the 25th. Yeah. It was pretty heinous, but <laughs> and it's certainly not as be- uh, not as annoying as the Stitch uh, version they did at one time. So, but, uh, well, with yeah, me, it's, it's, with, it's quite with, beautiful. Yeah, with me, I don't think I don't think it annoyed me. I don't think I was taken back as much by it because it was the first time I ever saw it. So I was just impressed that they could make a cake out of something like that. <laughs> like I thought they yeah. did a really good job because the job they did on it was a high quality job. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it looked it, great. It, it looked good. It was mm. just clashing for me to see that after mm. you know seeing the original castle for so long. So. Yeah, just like I love Spaceship Earth, and I, like the wand really didn't bother me that bad, John. Did it you? No, no, I always liked the one. I always thought it was kind of cheesy, but I liked it. Yeah, it's so. like what, and then you'd have these people like up in arms over that arm on that on the. They wanted it gone, like because it stayed like everything else in Disney. It out it usually stays what five years past when it was supposed to not be there no more. You know, <laughs> generally, but the, then some things like the fiftieth they tried to get rid of. It seems like they were trying to uh, shut that down earlier than they normally would. So. Mm-hmm. I think they all realized they didn't do enough for the 50th as they should have. So, Well, I think they also shut it down as quick as they did because of uh, Hunters was here, too. They fell right yeah. on top of each other. Right, right. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, the 100 year of, uh, of Magic. The Disney for, Company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I, I got my stuff in this week. I tweeted it out if you saw it. Yeah, uh, it's, my, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, my name tag and my... Uh, and my uh, picture and stuff like that so yeah yeah actually uh, um, i mean as many problems doug i think as me and you do still have with things that certain parts of walt disney does uh, i am still very proud to work there you know i, I do feel a, a certain uh pride when i tell somebody that i work for walt disney world so well let me put it this way john we're coming down again sooner than later i gotta do a, i'm doing the roof i'm doing the kitchen i'm doing a bathroom Brenda's like, you know, maybe we'll wait a year, and I just won't do it. So, <laughs> yeah, you understand, well, honey. you know. So, as much as I'm moaning and groaning about this show here, guys, I still can't wait to go again. But I will get mad. I will get uh, mad at them, and I can't help it. Well, you love the Eagles too, Doug, and uh, I know you're a little uh, peeved at them this week. So, oh, I am absolutely pissed off at them, dude. This is this is when you know you're mad at a team. The same, I'm I'm equally as mad at my Phillies right now, that I was happy they both lost. Like when you get <laughs> no seriously, you get to a point where you're so aggravated that you're like you deserve to lose, and I'm glad you lost because you didn't deserve to win that game. 
It was total stupidity. The Phillies last night was disgusting, and it reminded me of the Jets game. Like, I was waiting for the Phillies to lose that game because they were playing so stupid, and Eagles did the same thing. They had the lead in that entire game, and you just know how close it was staying, how close the Jets were keeping it because the Eagles were playing stupid. That one stupid mistake, which you knew was going to happen, and it did, and they deserved to lose that game. I mean, if I was Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of that team, I would have fired the offensive coordinator not after the game. I'd have fired him. I'd have fired him already, but he wouldn't have never made it. I would have made him walk home from New York or get an Uber. <laughs> or get an Uber. I'd say, I'll pay your salary for the year, but get out of my face. I want nothing to do with you. I mean, if... if, if, if I, I just can't ex- fathom how stupid that game plan was, dude. I mean, it was just so horrific last week. I mean, I, you're up. This team can't drive the ball. The only reason they scored the Jets is because they intercepted a ball. I don't know if you've seen the game. Yeah, I watched. Uh, we watched most of it, but I had to work the next day, so I couldn't watch the entire thing. So. Yeah, it was it was just pathetic, dude. It broke my. And then the same thing with the Phillies, like last oh, night. Oh no, that was the early game last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I did. You did watch the whole thing. We were just on red zone, so we were flipping it around. So. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, quite surprising, honestly. Uh, I, I uh, but I, I have a feeling that I like everybody else, including your your Eagles, kind of overlooked the Jets as a an even competitive team, and you can't do that. You can't no. do that in college, and you can't do that in the NFL. So no, and, no, and they deserved it. They uh, their coaches. Hopefully, this is a wake up call, and they get their heads out of there. You know what's because. All they had to do was run the ball. I mean, they ran the ball four times in the second half, and I know this is boring Robbie and all the other listeners of our show, but it was just stupidity. I mean, that team proved they could not move the ball on us. The only way they were going to score is if we did something stupid, and we went and did something stupid. The stupidest thing we did is make Brian, our, the offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. We hired in-house. He's Jalen's friend. He's been, you know, It's one of those things where you know Jalen needed an ass kicking last week, not a hug. You know what I'm saying? But the guy won't give yeah. him that. So, and Jalen's great. I ain't saying Jalen's not my quarterback. I'm not saying I'm mad at him or whatever. I just he played horrible last week, but he don't have anybody to call him out on it. It's like you know, it's like you getting Lisa to call JJ out on anything. She ain't gonna do it, is she? <laughs> No, she's she's going to make an excuse for him instead of, and that's what this offensive coordinator is. It's like he needs somebody to put a boot in his butt. And it ain't happening right now. And he also needs to call a better game. I mean, it just, it's been bad. It it has nothing to do with talent. If you go man for man, the Eagles are probably the, the most talented, if not top three most talented teams in the NFL. It's just that simple. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to beat the Dolphins tomorrow. I really do. Yeah. The game script, the schedule, everything like that. I think I think we're going to beat them. Everybody else thinks the Dolphins are going to run up and down on us. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody's predicting the Dolphins to run up and down on you, but uh, I, I'm excited to see the game because uh, uh, Dolphins were my team as a child. So mm-hmm. uh, my, my days of uh, Mark uh, or uh, – uh, Dan Marino and Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. Uh, uh, that's the, some of the fondest memories. That's how I started watching mm-hmm. football. Actually, was uh, Miami Dolphins of of always making it to the AFC Championship game and uh, after the first time, never making it back to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. Dan Marino 
uh, poor Booger never winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah. but uh, I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be pulling for the Dolphins, but it should be an interesting game. So, no, he uh, Dan Marino is arguably the best passer of the ball ever. Like he could throw a ball. I mean, he could throw a ball through a an oak tree. But, he probably could. He yeah, honestly probably could. But I think him being able to do that was his own worst enemy. He would yeah, not run the ball. He would check out a runs. <laughs> he refused to run the ball. He wanted to throw, 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 throw. And he was his own worst enemy because you can't win in the NFL by yourself. It's just that simple. Yeah, you have to have a balanced team. Yep. And, and part of the problem was, too, he threw the ball sometimes so hard that some some of his receivers had a hard time catching it. Yeah. I mean, it would zip right through them. So. But, but the biggest thing anyway. was, dude, is Jimmy Johnson, oh, like – they just could not coexist. He said he would call 10 running plays and he would audible out of 11 of them. <laughs> you know, it was just, you know, it was just, he was that bad. I mean, he just would not, he would not, he would not do, he didn't wise up like, know how Peyton Manning at the end of his career at Denver? Oh, I got, yeah. I'm going to run the ball here. I love it. I can't do it all yeah. myself. You know, he never got to that damn Marino, but I respect well, I mean, him. He's a Hall of Famer, but he wouldn't run the ball. Yeah, and, and I have a feeling that Don Shula and the guys, they never drafted enough of a defense to get out there and to counterbalance mm -hmm. the offense. So they, they never really had the – I mean, they did try but, at one time. They had that, that big draft pick with Sammy Smith that came in there from Florida State and stuff. And, yeah, but, uh, but to argue that, John, and this is some of the problems I have here with not running the ball, and when – Running the ball, what that does is let your defense rest. When you're out there yeah. throwing and, and constantly throwing and throwing and throwing, the clock stop, you're three and out. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Three, three incompletions and you're punting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that's a lot of the things. It's kind of hard to have a good defense when they're on the field the whole game. Even if yeah. you, even yeah. with the quick strikes, you're playing in Miami. Don't you think that's even worse than anything else? They need a breather. You know, the, the defense would be on the field most of the time. Was dead. My, when Dan Marino was there, they, didn't, they never held time of possession. <laughs> no. You get no, because you can score. Yes. Yeah. And, and the thing about him also was, too, he was definitely one of those competitive dudes that had to feel it in the last uh, five, ten minutes to mm -hmm. actually really kick into high gear. Yep. So, uh, uh, how many games he had them? them last minute or last five ten minute drives and yeah, well, nuts. Uh, I think he know. had a chip on his shoulder too when Pittsburgh passed over him and he fell as far as he did in the first round to go to Miami yeah yeah I, I know he wanted to play in pit yeah, yeah well they yeah. had a pick way before and they told him they were picking him and they bailed on him so that kind of put a chip on his shoulder too but I don't know. My Phillies play again tonight. I'm pissed off at them. I was screaming. I had to go down. My wife kicked me out of the bedroom last night. <laughs> Made me get downstairs. Because I could usually watch a baseball game up in the room with her. Because she enjoys watching the Yeah, football. well, maybe. Yeah, but not maybe the uh, uh, NL, <laughs> no. NL series. I mean, no. you know, typical game. Yeah, I could see. But not no. the not, not the play. Now, what, I mean, whatever happened to, and I know we're boring a lot of people. So, sorry, Robbie, Tommy, <laughs> all you people. But. My wife, it's so bad right now. Like, now they changed to the pitch clock and they changed to a pitcher has to pitch to three batters. Do you know why that all came? It wasn't about speeding up the game the way the game used to be played. It was correcting what the new idiot managers are doing. Do you understand? Do you know where I'm going with this? No, I, I, I heard everything about the pitch clock and everything, but I haven't heard what the managers are doing, why they caused this. So. Okay, I'll tell you why they caused it. Because the freaking. Uh, 
analytic bullcrap. Where they, 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 it got to the point where the managers are now switching every batter. You got to do righty, righty, lefty, lefty. This guy only hits yeah. 300 against him when he's standing on one toe and hopping on a foot. This guy, if he eats a cheeseburger on Wednesdays, don't hit home runs until next Friday. <laughs> I mean, I'm so tired of the bullcrap analytics. Like, my wife goes to me last night, she goes, when did it become a... When, when, when did this all these pitchers start pitching in one game? I said exactly. Like, both teams did a bullpen game. What the hell is a bullpen game, John? Like You got two guys. We got Lorenzo, who threw a no-hitter this season. And you got Walker, who was our fourth starter the entire season. And apparently neither one of them are allowed to pitch now to start a game. And Ranger Suarez was pitching lights out in two games, and they pull him. Because the third time through the line out, they hit .3.225 better off him. So we got to pull him out of the game and put the lefty in. That'll walk three guys in a row. Because now he has to pitch to three people and walk three people. You understand? I just don't get the yep. whole analytic bullcrap. And the reason that we had to go to a pitch clock and the pitchers pitching the three batters wasn't because they... They did need to speed the game up because how bad the managers were ruining the game by constantly pulling. Dude, they, there was games where they were putting in eight, nine, ten pitchers in a game, John. Yeah, and from what I've seen, Doug, because uh, apparently our managers and uh, and uh, guys down here are, are notorious for that. The Rays, uh, they do a lot of that during the regular season, and it works uh, for them. I mean, during the regular season, they have a lot of a lot of good solid wins. But it does not translate to the uh, playoffs. No. I mean, the playoffs are a different. It it, it hasn't for years. I mean, they they do it uh, for the last three or four years. They do a lot of that analytical stuff um, during the season, and it works pretty well. We get to the playoffs, but then once we get to the playoffs, we fall flat on our face. Yeah, because the the intensity well the, the intensity yeah, is it's way different. Up. Yeah. It's different. It's way it's, it's way just, different. It's baseball is such a long season. That, yeah, you can see the mundaneness and the boredom wearing on some of the players but, but, after a while. But I'm so tired of it, dude. You'll see people on hockey. Baseball is also the streakiest game of any game out there. Like, you get on highs and lows. you got guys, oh, I, I hit two straight games. I can't change my underwear until I... Yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they get in these crazy runs, and it's like... You gotta feel that. Yeah, I understand analytics has a little part, but also feel streaks... Feeling the game. Yep. They don't do none of that no more. I mean, oh, this guy can't hit against lefties. Well, Brad Marsh had a play against lefties. So last night's game, he had two hits against the lefties and no hits against the righties. And le- So it doesn't, doesn't always work. It doesn't always pan out. Yeah, but, you have a feeling like Reggie Jackson would have never developed into uh, the Mr. Playoff game that, you know, player that he was based on what they do nowadays because they look at what he'd done during the regular season and not having uh, – Hitting as much in the playoffs. Oh, you can pitch it, hit him against lefties. It's just yeah, stupid. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's just stupid. But anyway, I was. They deserved to lose last night. We got Wheeler going tonight, so hopefully, I still think we're going to win this series and go to the World Series. But they're making it very difficult on themselves. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. So what happened to you, John? You said something happened to your beautiful new car. <laughs> Yeah, I got a. It, it's not brand new, but I got a new car for myself, and it's a it's a very nice little car, uh, very fuel efficient, and I'm rather happy with it, and uh, been proud to drive it around. So, uh, I, I had a dentist appointment on Monday, and I had I hate 
dentist, Doug. I absolutely hate him. So I uh, uh, have to take an anti-anxiety medication before I go, and that means I can't drive. Mm -hmm. So I let Lisa uh, gave Lisa the keys, and we were deciding which car to take. Okay, we'll take mine because mine's parked in front of hers. All right, fine. So we take mine, go up to the appointment. She's fine. She, uh, I go into the appointment, get it done, come back out, and uh, get back in the car. And we go to our, our local shopping establishment, Wally World. And <laughs> as we're leaving the parking lot, uh, Lisa pulls behind. And it's totally, absolutely not her fault at all. She pulls behind a car or a truck that is leaving the parking lot to go down an aisle. And the, the guy decides that he needs the parking space blah, that he's already passed. He puts the truck into reverse and backs right into my new car. Uh, and it, it's not a significant damage, obviously. We're Did you get his insurance? Like, oh, yeah. We had the police come out and write a pl uh, police report and everything. So, yeah, it's going to get done. It's a big dent scratch on my hood and buffers all scumped, uh, scrumped up. But that car was in beautiful shape. Yeah, and well, you make sure you get that crap. Make him pay for that oh, crap. Oh, man, it... it, it broke my heart mm -hmm. to, to see the car already damaged i i haven't even made a payment payments not even due the end of the month i haven't mm -hmm. even made a payment on it yet and i already got a ginormous scratch and dent on the hood that sucks uh, but his insurance you know, is going to pay for it right yeah yeah we got all the information and uh we did the claim and supposedly i'm supposed to gonna be able to take it to, to the repair shop this week yeah and take it, it there uh, and get yourself a rental car too well, that's going to be the problem because they're going to tell me, oh, well, we're not going to pay for a rental car. And no, they, they, no, no, no. His insurance company pays for a rental car, not yours. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to argue the point. Okay, get, do. do me a favor. call Tell them to call me. I'll argue for you. <laughs> I'll have no problem I'm, I'm, with it. I'll have no problem <laughs> arguing for you. I'll get you a rental car. I'll get you an upgrade, too. You know what? When I'm there, if I can do it, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So. Yeah, yeah. You, you're owed a rental car, dude. Don't let them tell you. You got that in your insurance policy anyway. If you got full coverage, you got rental car. Yeah, we got full coverage on both cars. Yeah, so. you, you got well, rental car. But I I don't want to really dicker with my my insurance at all. I mean, it shouldn't have No, what? No, you got to contact your insurance and they get the money back from theirs. That's how it works. That's what you're paying your insurance company for. They fight. They, you're not at fault here, so you're paying them. And that, well, so. that's what you're. See, this is where most people are wrong. And I will give you a little introduction. When you're okay, okay, you need to call your insurance company, talk to your claim representative. They're your hired gun to get you your money. Because if not, they gotta pay. So they will attack them, and they will get you anything you need. So you need to get yourself a claims adjuster and let them do their job. Because that's what you're paying for. Well, see, I called my insurance company, and they told me, "Well, go through their insurance company first, and if they and if they don't want to do it, then we'll get involved." No, well, no, no, no. See, you you say, "Listen, I am paying you. Your job is to contact his and get me what I deserve. If not, if I'm doing this, I could do this myself." So you well, need to call them back. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no, no. You need to call them back and say, "No, I'm paying you." to do this job. This ain't my job to contact our insurance company. You high? Give me all your information. I'll call his John Peters, John. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you need to call them up. They're there for you. When I got my problems with my, I call Progressive, I tell them what happened and they handle it for me. I, I never even went through another person's insurance company. When Actually, 
actually the last time this happened it happened about five years ago um and lisa got in almost the same thing with the prius that we had and someone backed into her we had progressive at the time and progressive took care of everything just mm -hmm. like you're saying mm -hmm. i have another uh giant insurance company right now just because the rates were cheaper it's not it's not a fly-by-night company by all means you could probably guess who it yeah. is but <laughs> well but, you need uh, to call to go back up or co or whatever you know i know who you're talking. <laughs> yeah you need to call them up and you need to tell them to do their goddamn job excuse my language that's what you need to do because that is their job all right yeah all right. That, that they represent you that's why you pay them every month it ain't your job to go play uh down to play that game you gotta you have a job to do you gotta go to work i you, so tell them tell them i'll run the clock and if i handle this this is how much you knock off my policy per month because my hours my time's worth money too all right all right sounds like a good argument yeah. I, I think i'll uh, give it a shot yeah so. that's what i would do let them handle it that's what what's it, you sh you should have somebody assigned to your claim john that from your from your insurance company all right. So, don't let them get, you know, don't let them. If that person don't want to handle it, ask for a manager. Ask for somebody else. And if they get on the phone, say, I'm sorry, the other person was way too lazy to help me. Can you? <laughs> Uh, 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 dealing with uh, Companies 101 by Doug Davis. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anything I said sounds wrong, yell at me, John. But uh, don't sound wrong at all. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm usually way too mild-mannered uh, to do this, but no. I, think, uh, I think I might take a, book, a, a page out of your book this time. Yeah, well, I get in the most trouble, John, because I argue people with their own common sense. That, that's where people don't like it. You know. But anyhow, my we're watching these shows like my wife loves the TV, like the home improvement shows and all this stuff. I mean, we are so bad in this world right now. Like now, now the master bedroom is called the primary room, John. We can't even call them, it's 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 wrong, politically incorrect to call a master bedroom master bedroom now. Well, we're moving on in society, <laughs> I, I suppose. I mean, holy moly. I'm watching this. I'm like, no, Brenda goes, no, 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 no. Don't you? No, that's the preferred room. <laughs> She's laughing. She's like, that's the preferred room. I, I have never walked in a house once in my life and go, this is the preferred room. <laughs> have you, John? <laughs> I mean, ay, ay, ay. I, I feel like banging my head against the wall every day, John. Even though today that's I really right. feel like I did. I was out in the shop building that. Uh, did you like that? uh uh, bookcase I'm building. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful piece. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're gonna have to definitely send me some pictures once you got it all done and finished and everything. So, and then I'd like to see it once it's installed in the guy's, uh, guy's house with his. Uh, I'm assuming this, if he's spending this much money on a bookcase, even though I know you're giving him a decent price. It, it, it's still a very expensive piece of uh, yeah. a doctor or a lawyer. Or something. No, he's an ex-retired school teacher that has a ton of. All his, the bookshelves, a lot of his travels is what it's for at his home office. Oh, he, okay, cool. He's, he has like all these, uh, all these uh, albums and stuff like that that yeah, he wants to yeah. put on. From, uh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah. and he's a history, nice. ex, he's a retired history teacher, and he's the one that I built that magnet board for. Because he, he okay. same guy, I built that first, the magnet board, the custom magnet board. So, I mean, I enjoy doing this. I really do the woodworking and all, but I don't think anybody realizes the amount of time it takes up. 
I mean, well, just the the amount of uh, money that you spend on the wood. What mm -hmm. kind of wood is that, by the way? Red oak. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just that. Oh, it's got to smell good out there too. Then <laughs> it smelled really good until I do the. <laughs> you started sneezing. No, no, but until I did the. Uh, this I bought this new wood conditioner. The brand that I normally buy at Depot, they don't carry it no more, which really pissed me off. They got a new brand, and dude, I'm still stoned from putting it on. Yeah. And it's and all it is is a strong, you, huh? Yeah. Before you stain wood, if before you do any woodworking project, before you put the final stain on, most people don't knew that know this. And the reason they get blotches and stuff like that in their finish work is there's actually a conditioner you're supposed to put into the wood before you stain it. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, there's an actual wood conditioner. Like, you know, when you do like any kind of it keeps it the wood from blotching it evens it out it lets it evenly stain the pro the the, the wood itself so okay. if you're ever doing any custom woodworking or anything like that build it doing cabinets or staining your cabinets or something like that before you like if you go to home depot and buy a cabinet or whatever to install or put in your home office or something like that if it's bare wood before you stain it if you're going to paint it you just prime it but if you're going to stain it this is like a primer it's called a conditioner you should you need to condition the wood before you stain it and it makes a more even stain so little tip and well, i'm stoned from sports. it sports we've we've covered sports we've covered uh getting high off of uh wood conditioning <laughs> and, and carpentry so. yes and insurance claims yes right. <laughs> and i apologize this is the wdw main street <laughs> podcast by the way Hey, John, what are well, we going to do? I think most people listen also just to listen to us two idiots. Eh, ramble on about our lives and yes. our experiences. But anyway, so. new concept art unveiled for Luminous, the symphony, the symphony of symphony of us. And reveals a first look at the show's centerpiece. Uh, just thank God it ain't one of those barges. <laughs> no. Uh, you want to read it or you want me to? I don't even see it on here. So It was the very first one. Uh, the very first story on Maine. Uh, Disney has released a piece of concept art for the upcoming Luminous Nighttime Spectacular at Epcot in Walt Disney World. Notably, the latest rendering includes a first look at the show's centerpiece, which, piece, which looks like a brightly lit column that surrounding areas also very brightly lit, obscuring any further details. It, it looks like it looks like a bunch of fireflies going off in Spaceship Earth behind it. It's basically what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, Doug, if you want to know why I didn't have that, uh, that's how long we rambled. I loaded the site, and that was posted 36 minutes ago. So. <laughs> okay, something else. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had refreshed. So there you go. I see it now. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool, but now it's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the new show, John. I just if this one don't work, they should just go back to Illumination. <laughs> hey, can we just scratch it and bring everything back from 2000? Well, please. yeah, the we'll thing be happy. That, they have no problem bringing the electrical parade back. Just bring back yeah, Illuminations. There you go. I mean, just bring Illuminations back. And I know that globe is somewhere still in the back. So why not? I mean, what else is missing other than that? Other than that globe that comes out and splits part. I mean, yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I just you, miss it. You, you know they have to be holding that in the back somewhere. And it, it, if this show does well, they'll run it for like five, ten years or something like that. But then 
don't be surprised if, uh, you know, 2030, 2035, they make a big deal out of bringing illuminations back to Epcot for one year and one year only, just like they do with the electrical parades. So. Yeah, well, I would love to see them do it, but I think Bob you know, Iger... You know we'd be out there. No, so. I'd be out there with bells on my feet. I might have to be in a rascal, but I'd definitely be out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, the sad part is I think Bob Iger had his, his uh, help uh, sell it at the scrap heap for extra pocket money. <laughs> I don't think so. I think maybe it's still floating around backstage at Epcot. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I've seen some aerial views of it myself on different shows, so it's <laughs> they just need to bring it back. Uh, Walt Disney World Operating Hours calendar has been updated with theme parks scheduled through late December 2023. 23rd of 2023, all the way up to two days before Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Uh, operating hours calendar has been updated with theme park schedules through December. In this latest update, the hours are now available through the 23rd of December at all four uh, theme parks. Uh, it looks like the Magic Kingdom is going to get extended to 11 p.m. 28th on the 4th. It's going to get extended until five, uh, 10 p.m. on the 5th of November. Uh, 6th, 7th, it'll be 11 p.m. Uh, the 8th, 10 p.m. November 9th, that stinks for the party. 10, uh -huh. uh, 6 p.m. And November 3rd and 11th, actually. Can't complain about that one, Doug. Uh, 12 a.m. Yeah, well, I I'm waiting for them to change that from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and kick everybody out for another party. <laughs> but uh, Animal Kingdom is going to, November 5th to the 9th, will be open at 8 a.m. Uh, instead of 9, and November 10th and 11th will be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. instead of 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Hollywood Studios will open at 8, oh, 8.30 on November 10th and 11th instead of 9. So, yeah, it's a little bit of extension, and actually it hit me again this week. Uh, now as the Magic Kingdom driver, uh, I got hit next Saturday instead of 6.16, I'm coming in at 5.16. So, oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to pay very close attention to when they extend these hours like that because uh, our hours obviously will change. And I hate to say it, but the last time I did it, I actually got it, got the uh, – and, and I love it because it means an extra hour for me. I just have to make sure I plan ahead of time. But uh, uh, I went in, got the bus ready and stuff like that, and, uh, and the Magic Kingdom was opening, I think, at 7. But I had Boardwalk. And obviously, I love the Boardwalk Resort, but the most of the folks that stay at Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach, they're not the same type of folks that stay at Pop Century and the All-Star Resorts. So I had two runs. What's your problem with them, John? What's your problem? Not a bit. Uh, they just like to sleep in. <laughs> so I had two runs without a single guest. And I'm like, okay, I'm here, but... Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you're you you've got to be there. So in case there's that one family that wants to actually get up at Boardwalk and go to the Magic Kingdom at six o'clock in the morning, but you know, no, so. it's 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 uh, weird when you're on the bus. Like I've been on a couple buses where it's been just me and Brendan. I feel obligated to talk to the bus driver. <laughs> 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 well, it's funny because when you're by yourself, I kind of almost feel obligated to talk to you. So. <laughs> exactly. So, but now, uh, now I I miss the days. Do you remember? I know you do, but 
I remember when I first started going like from 97 to like 2007 and tell me if I'm exaggerating or wrong about this but when I would go down in the summertime and the holiday seasons without all the parties going to freak on don't you remember the good old days John where they would just like Magic Kingdom seemed to be open to midnight like all the time at one o'clock am I wrong about that or am I just waxing poetically a uh, long time ago, uh, yeah, even back then, but yeah, a long time ago, Magic Kingdom was open until midnight all the time. Yes. Um, and I'm talking years ago before the parties were even thought yeah, of. Yeah, 97 like through I, 2005, six, well, like, like there was parties, but there wasn't as crazy amount. Like yeah. summertime, like we would go in July and August because we went a lot for my birthday. And I remember the Magic Kingdom being open to like 11 o'clock minimum every night. Am I wrong about that? No, not at all. When I was... Uh, when me and my buddy Jeff got our annual passes when we turned 16, we went out there all the time. Uh, we would oftentimes stay until the park closed at midnight and then get an ice cream at the um, little bakery or the little ice cream parlor there. Yeah, that's how what a geeky kid I was. I was eating ice cream at 16. But, you know, hey, no. you got to do what you got to do. But uh, um, at the Magic Kingdom. It, it, a little brain freeze <laughs> did some stuff to you, but yeah. it's okay. But yeah, but eating ice cream at Magic Kingdom at 12:30 at night, and then being the last people or some of the last people to leave the park. So yeah. uh, we did that all the time, quite yeah. often. So yeah. and but that at that time there was no parties at all. So no. yeah, it was it full hours. So no, I miss it because like uh, when the parties first started, like I remember being down there September, October. Like they had like maybe four or five throughout the whole month of the the Halloween party. Christmas party, or was only it was like special. There was four or five of them. Am I wrong, or am I like remembering differently when it first started? There wasn't that many I, of them. I don't remember when they first started. I honestly don't. I don't remember if there was that many, or and you know what the problem is, Doug. I'll tell you what the problem is because you know how much they're charging this year. Mm -hmm. And there was a party Thursday night, and I was there, and it was packed. I mean, absolutely. And now it's defeating the purpose because the whole purpose yeah. of that was to be able to go on all the rides and enjoy yourself it, without a crowd. Oh. Now they overdid it and they're doubling. They're making the crowds at night just as bad yeah. as you're there during a regular yeah. day. And it, and it seems like such a pain to get in at that time because I'm looking at the crowds getting because getting off the bus, you have to go through security, obviously. And the crowds going through security is astronomical. It's just like you're going to spend probably a good 40 minutes waiting in line to go through security before you even get a chance to, to get close to the park. Now, I don't know. I just don't know if it'd be worth it. Now, I had friends of ours, a uh, couple people that just went down, and they went to the Halloween party, and they were telling me that they got on like four rides the whole night. And they used to do it. They've done it every year. They're like clients of mine. And he said he'll never do it again. He said because he does didn't get any more done than he normally did. And he paid. They used to pay the money to do the Halloween party one night, so they would get all the rides in they wanted to. He yeah. said it's not worth it. He goes, but then he went and he said he'll just buy Lightning Lane. I said, well, that's defeating. No, no, no. Don't buy Lightning Lane. <laughs> Yeah, you're just feeding a monster. Yes, it's just, it's so bad, dude. It really is. Uh, Blizzard Beach Water Park to reopen November 6th. Why? Only Disney goes, you know what? It's actually going into the cooler part of the year. Let's open our water parks. So. I mean, it's just so uh. stupid. I don't get it, dude. 
Why? Uh, why there are would... no changes to the uh, park's attractions, but look out for new food, food and beverage options. Specialty churros have made their way to the menu at Arctic Expeditions. S'mores churros. Churro bites topped with graham cracker crumbs, marshmallow cream, chocolate sauce, and toasted mini marshmallows. And banana split churros. They churro look good. With, yeah. Banana slices, sliced strawberries, pineapple chunks, cookie and brownie pieces, chocolate and caramel. Ooh, that does sound good. And a cherry. Uh, during the holiday season, <laughs> Santa will be appearing along with holiday treats, including peppermint shakes and cookie decorating. Do you think he's going to be wearing like a, a pair of swim trunks or something? Or uh, oh. Typhoon Lagoon will have its last day of operation on November 5th before starting its annual refurbishment. And you know what that tells that tells me they're going to have both of them open for spring break next year. Finally, yeah. so maybe through uh, most of. Uh, the spring break and the summer of next year, we should have both water parks finally operating at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's only taken them three years to get back to that. But. I, I don't understand. There's so much I don't understand, John. I really don't. It just, it's baffling and mind-blowing. And Olaf's cute there. He's almost as cute as me, John. Almost, almost. Dude, did you see this? I, me and my wife watched Dance with the Stars, and they had, they un... Un, like it was non-stop Hyundai promotion for this car for this new what is it I I honest I honest yeah how are you saying yeah Disney 100 right. platinum electric car Ionic uh, maybe Ionic it's Ionic yeah. yeah I mean it's okay but uh, to mark Disney's century celebration Hyundai Motors America has pulled the wraps off. It's exclusive Ionic 5 Disney 100 Platinum concept car. I seen this months ago, dude. I got a letter through my Disney travel agents about this thing. That's how much they're trying to push it. The unique collaboration between Disney and Hyundai. Vehicle designer and Walt Disney Imagineers resulted in, resulted in a car adorned with special Disney-inspired accents, accents and lightning, effect, lighting effects and iconic Disney music. Like the this the screen and all has castle stuff and all kind of stuff. Oh, good God! Yeah. <laughs> Angel Angela Zepeda, chief marketing officer of Hyundai of America, said this collaboration with Disney, granting access for the iconic characters for a vehicle design, is first for both companies. The Ionic Five being on premier, being our premier electric vehicle, stands as the perfect canvas for the endeavor we believe the limited edition will enhance even disney aficionados out there disney features ionic 5 disney plat they love rewriting that platinum gravity gold matte exterior you unique disney inspired wheel design special disney 100 platinum edition badging disney 100 logo prominently featured on the seats headrest center console and floor mats Lamp screen that project Disney sparkles animation across the headlights and taillights. Yeah, I would feel so manly driving around with that those lights on. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it, but moon roof with pixie dust details. Oh, Judas would love that. Disney theme intro on the interior screen, which plays Disney's iconic music and displays the Disney 100 logo, enhanced with pixie dust. Interior lights that sync to a light show. Note that Hyundai says the featured mentions are specific for the show car. The production model feature may differ. 
Yeah. So in other words, don't figure out a way to screw you. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, the the actual car that you buy is going to have half of that stuff that you just said. So no. like, and then why would you want it? Details about exactly. Limited, it, uh, details on the limited production vehicle concept reveals at New York Auto Show, including pricing, are ante anticipated later this year. I don't know. I'm not reading oh. the rest of the crap, but how about a lot? Yeah. It's, it'll probably be 100000 if not more. Yeah, I remember when Hyundai came out, they were like one of the cheap, cheap, cheap cars. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they, they blew past that, didn't well, they? Yeah, they're the number one. Dude, them and my Kia come with right off the showroom floor with the longest warranty, the 100,000-mile warranty. So I do give them yeah, credit that, for that. That, ha that has a big part of it. So yeah, well, they're owned by the same. Yeah, they're own, Hyundai owns Kia now. They're the same company. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. why if you go look at the newer cars... The, the Kia Soul, Hyundai has, uh, I forget the name of it, it's identical to the Soul, dude. They're like Chevy and Pontiac now. Or Chevy and General, uh, you know, and Ford and Lincoln, you know. Now it's Hyundai and Kia, same company. Or the, yeah, the Ford Ranger and the uh, Mazda B2000 yep. at one time. Yeah, yep. exactly the same truck. Well, yeah. Mazda and Ford are still in bed. Uh, Mazda does helps Ford with a lot of their smaller engines, and Ford helps them with the bigger, you know what I'm saying? That's how... Yep. But anyway, I want no part of that, John. It's too much money for me. <laughs> well, dude, I don't want no part of any of it until it's all proven. Like, like the I think the average electric car right now is like fifty thousand dollars, John. Fifty-eight thousand. Like, who has? Do you and Lisa go and buy two of them? I mean, and and just like me, I was telling you about. I was thinking about solar here for a while. Well, I'm in I'm in Home Depot the other day, and my roofer that his company was. They would do the roof if you got solar. Well, here I called him up to do it. He goes, "Dog, I can't do that for you no more." He goes, "You can't, you ain't, you can't even have solar in your area no more. They, the electric companies won't buy the, won't buy it back. The grid's overloaded. They don't want no more." So, like four townships by me right now can no longer buy solar. But we got the world telling me, telling us to go solar when they. They, they, the administration put the cart before the horse with all this. Electric cars, there's not enough infrastructure for it. There's not enough of it available. The solar system. If you own Atlantic City Electric Company or whatever, Sun Electric or whatever yours is called, would you want to be buying back more electric than you're selling, John? Is that not a bad business? <laughs> Man, that's a bad proposition. Yes. Like, the what the government should do then is create some electric facilities to buy the electric from you instead of making the electric. Like, they have to get involved. They got to do something. They just can't say, do this. And we're going to do nothing to help you do it. And yeah, my whole... I'm in, So I'm in the Home Depot the other day, and I got this guy following me around, striking up a conversation. How you doing? What project you got going on today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because you said that because that's the same guy I had me at Sam's Club today. Yeah. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and he goes, okay, have a good day, sir. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Leave me alone, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm over, I'm loading wood on my cart. I'm getting wood, and so what are we doing? Oh, how's your day going? I'm like, and, and, and he, he's all being nice. He goes, so I see you got the pressure-treated lumber. That's before I was doing my basement last week, right? I go, yeah, I got to fix I'm I'm doing some work at my house. Like, he's being super nice. I said, so let's cut to the chase. What do you want me for? Are you just out trying to find a friend, or what are you um, He goes, Oh, beat your ass. I said, well, I had no choice, but he goes, oh, I, I, I sell solar. 
I said, well, I can't buy it, Williamstown. He goes, yeah, who told you that? He's going, ah, I said, dude, get that little iPad of yours. Go over there and look it up. You can't get solar. So I'm sitting here as some dumb contractor. They got a guy in Home Depot in an area that's surrounded by the four towns that cannot buy solar right now. Pushing solar, John. So yep. he brings yep. it, he brings it up on his little iPad, and everything around that entire Home Depot is in red, saying that he can't sell it. He's going <laughs> now. He's all well. pissed off. He's like, I cannot believe they have me here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, well. somebody's pretty stupid in your in your organization. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, why would they have somebody selling solar in an area that can't buy solar, John? Uh, well, mine is cell phones, Doug. Why would you try to sell me a cell phone that doesn't work at my house? And if I tell you it doesn't work at my house, I probably know it doesn't work no. at my house. But you're going to tell me what a great deal it is anyway. Yep. It doesn't matter, brother. If I can't use it at my house, you can go pound Sam. Yes, so. well, yep, they get me all the time. Well, they used to at my Sam's. Now they see me, they just walk the other way. Me and Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda goes, those poor kids. I said, I know they're trying to make a living, but after you see me the first five times, like, yeah, like leave me away. alone, dude. I bite after after yeah. three times, you're gonna get bit. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much what the guy got today. It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand you're doing a job, but your isn't job as sales like remembering who you're dealing with, like knowing the face. Like, I mean, like I would know if I asked somebody the same question three times. Trust me. Yep. But uh, Walt Disney Company announces Tisha, Ar- Ar- what is it, Agramante? Agramante? Oh, uh, yeah, that looks pretty good. All right, yeah. good job. Tricia Agramante as Chief Diversity Officer. So they got new uh, new management in charge there because they fired the last lady. So hopefully uh, everything gets straightened out with all that. There's been a lot going on with all that down there, so hopefully they get it straightened out, John. Uh, yeah. Orlando International Airport embar- embarks on major expansion with terminal and airfield enhancements. Dude, they should just make an announcement. Listen, we're going to be expanding this airport until the end of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and honestly, Doug... Uh, the last time I went to Orlando Airport and the last time I went to Tampa Airport, I have to tell you I was a lot more impressed and it was in a lot better shape than uh, Orlando was Tampa. It was in great shape and the monorail system there works uh, fantastic. Uh, the parking garage is just minutes away from the terminals and stuff like that. So Orlando, when I got there to pick up uh, Nick the last time, it looks run down. It, yeah. it I mean, maybe that was part of COVID and stuff like yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, they need some refurbishments done to that to that place. So. Yeah. Well, me and Brenda were there the last few times, the last two times. It, they are on the other side. It was They were redoing a lot of it. It did look decent. But all the roads are tore up everywhere around there right now. They're oh, working yeah. That's on, a mess. Yeah. So it's how, been a mess. How, how much longer of a drive is it from Tampa than it is to from Orlando to uh, Disney World? Uh, if you were actually going to rent a car and drive from OIA to Disney, you're going to spend about 35 to 40 minutes on the road with no traffic. From Tampa, it's going to be an hour and a half. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you're talking at least double the time. 
Um, and then if you ran into traffic, either way, that could significantly. I mean, if you arrived at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon, either place, I wouldn't. I, I would say it's going to uh, Orlando. It's probably going to take an hour and a half, and uh, Tampa would probably take you two and a half hours. But uh, it's not all that. I mean, honestly, if you got better rates, I'd certainly. Uh, when I flew into Houston last time, I I flew out of Tampa, but just because it's uh, I got much better rates. So. Yeah, I'll look into it. I I mean, I would think the traffic coming down from the north is worse than the traffic going south on I-4. It depends. I mean, because Lakeland's right in the middle, and Lakeland uh, has residents that both work in Tampa and work in Orlando, so there's traffic every which way. I mean, mm. um, I, I never had that big of a problem in the mornings um, going from Orlando to Tampa. Uh, and if I was coming from Tampa to Orlando before probably four o'clock, it was okay. But after that, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's terrible. I like we've had. I I have to admit, I've had no problem with Orlando International Airport. The only thing that I had problems with is like renting the car. Picking the car is awesome. I love it. They just tell you to go down and take what car you want and drive out the door with it. And then your rental <laughs> begins. It's awesome, dude. Like, we went down. We literally had, like, 30 cars to pick from. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you just walk by and whatever. The keys are in them. And because they have a gate, like, you go out. And that's when the when the rental it, starts. It keys to, it keys to your rental. Okay, yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and then you check out. So you can roam through and, oh, there's three Nissan. Oh, I like this one. Or I like that key. You know, you could pick out. Was we're, But then you're racing, too, because there's, like, a bunch of people behind you. So you're trying to pick <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I like that one, I want yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing All right, is, honey, you sit in that while I look yeah, at this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah the other thing is you're trying to get out of the gate. You know, you don't want the crowd behind you to get in line. You're just trying to throw your luggage in and race out because you want to get the vacation beginning but it's also like oh do we take this one do we take that one we me and brenda were all dumbfounded on what car to take so yeah. it was pretty cool uh join chef mary moda at disney springs for a unique culinary experience included a seven course meal prepared by the iron chef himself that would be awesome john yeah by by a big time chef that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it yeah well, i could just see him I could see Robbie sitting down now. Dude, yo, chef, this is overcooked, and this wine does not go with this. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Robbie'd have a little more respect. But I don't we'll know, see. I, dude. Anything else? But when it, I could just see when it comes to that man's food and drink together, he's uh, he'll tell you what's right and what's wrong. I know uh, well, that. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he might know. Yes, so. world-renowned Iron Chef is visiting Marymona Asia at Disney Springs this holiday season for a week, for a weekend of special events. Uh, first on Dece- Friday, December first, and Saturday, December second. Join Marimoto for a celebration of 100 years of House of Suntory Fine Whiskies with the Suntory 100th Anniversary Tasting. Each evening from 5 to 6.30 p.m., a limited number of guests will be will sample exceptional whiskies along with small bites. Tickets are, they better be some big-ass bites for three fifty-five plus tax and gratuity <laughs> per person. <laughs> oh, holy uh, moly. 
You know what? I'm doing the uh, Swan uh, and Dolphin Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mo uh, Chef Morimoto. Yeah, oh, it gets yeah. better, John, here. I agree with you. Later Oof. in the evening on December 1st and 2nd, Chef Morimoto will host, host a highly exclusive, exclusive Mama Case beginning at 7 p.m., 10 lucky guests. Each evening will enjoy an intimate seven-course meal personally prepared by the Iron Chef himself, paired with rare bottles of the Suntory Signature Whiskey Collection, including an option to upgrade to quarter-ounce pour from one of our only 200 bottles of Yamazaki 55 in the world. This oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy crap. I could just see me on my deathbed. I had the Yamazaki 55. My life is complete. <laughs> this unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity starts, John. 2000 per person plus tax and gratuity. Holy crap. So after the two grand, they still want to gouge your eyeballs out for the tax and gratuity. Must be 21 or older to purchase tickets. Finally, on some Sunday, December 3rd, get into the holiday spirit with the... With the 12 beers of Christmas hope, ho, hosted by Chef Mary Moda. Sample. I, I should get 12. I ain't sampling them. They better be full-size beers, dude. Sample 12 beers paired with 12 bites. Non-alcoholic beverage option for kids that make this a family-friendly event. Yeah, after Dad has 12 beers, how family-friendly is it, John? <laughs> Mom, you're uh, going home. Yeah. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, choose from two different time slots with either general mission or booth with bottled water and dedicated service. Tickets start at 95 for adult and 55 for child. So, I don't know, dude. 2000 I'm going to Vicky and Al's. Well, for that price of Vicky and Al's, I think you could almost feed, uh, well, what was it? The last time I checked, it was like 250 So, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it went up, obviously. Yeah, I think it's like the, the 350 range, but for All 700 right, to feed, yeah, you can still feed four people. Yeah. So, yeah. even with the wine pairing. So, I mean, I appreciate the fact he's a chef and stuff, and he's a world-famous chef, but... And they better be serving like that puffer fish that you know, if yeah. you don't slice it correctly, can kill you or something. Yeah. I mean, no, he don't have Giada. He don't have Giada's legs for me to look at, John. I need yeah, worth two go. grand what for me. What in the world are you serving yeah, yeah, for two grand? Yeah, he ain't worth two grand like a, for me. That almost sounds like a a, a political uh, type thing. Yo, yeah. go eat with the president for yeah. four thousand dollars. You know. Mary, I've met Mary. I've seen Mary Moda in his restaurant a couple times. I said hello to him. <laughs> That's enough. I ain't like I'm gonna. After that dinner, we're gonna be French, John. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I got a picture with Chef Art Smith in the front of the homecoming. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically that's basically what you're gonna do with Mary Moda Asia. It ain't like he's gonna sit down so listen. My son. Joey really likes to play baseball, and he's going to have this real deep conversation with you. I mean, it ain't worth to, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what, uh, Doug, as much as you want to say it is, that's not Disney, though. That's all... Uh, no, no, uh, no. I, I, yeah, I don't... I mean, John, if I wanted to say it with Disney, I would say it was Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all him, dude. That's all yeah, the green... That's, 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 that's him. <laughs> yeah, that's all Mary... That's all on him, dude. I'm not... Disney has enough their own problem. I'm not going to pile on it, dude. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's all yeah. Mr. Mary Moda there. I, you know, ain't worth no 4000 for me and Brendan to go, dude. 
Yeah. I don't know what in the world would be worth. You know, I hate crap. to say it, there ain't and Mary Moda, he's a nice guy or whatever, but you know, he better look like Brian Gosling. Ryan Gosling for Brenda to want to pay two grand to see him cook. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's all but, I'm saying, you know. Now if he looked like Ryan Gosling and could sing to her and on maybe she might pay the two grand and kick Uggy to the curb, but yeah. Yeah. I, I doubt that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to skip ahead to something that I saw this week that I'm very excited about, actually. Uh, following last week's playtest of Disney's latest free-roaming ro- robot, ro- robotic characters inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, Walt Disney Imagineering has shared a new photo, and I actually saw the video today uh, of the team discussing the next steps with uh, Bob Iger and Josh tomorrow. It's a post on Instagram, uh, WDI said, we're so excited about the variety of ways our Imagineers are bringing new and innovative characters to life using sophisticated technologies, hitting in little droids like these. There is still no word on whether these new droid characters will be per- permanent additions at either Star Wars Galaxy's Edge lands. I sincerely hope so. Uh, still, Disney is clearly enthusiastic about the project and is open about revealing the technology to the public. Did you see these things walk yet? Yeah, they're awesome looking, dude. They are so cool. And and I showed it to uh, both JJ and, and Lisa, and both of them looked at it and went, that's not like animatronics. That's just serious droids. Yeah. I mean, we're to the point where we actually can make some of the technology that you see in, in a movie like Star Wars. Yeah. And that's basically what that, that's a droid. I mean, seriously. So, yeah. dude, they look so cool. So yeah, now so all cool we got to worry them. about is they don't take over the whole <laughs> property. <laughs> you put uh, AI in one of them things, yeah. Doug, I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, see, because I ain't taking them. Uh, Not without some buckshot, John. That's all I'm telling Yeah. But they yeah, look, look cool. Really cool. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Dude, they announced some of the food now here for this Swan and Dolphin deal. Friday, November 10th, and Saturday, November 11th. Dude, this food looks. Did you see the king crab? King crab new king crab meat, blood orange, Florida grapefruit, celery, ginger, and crispy garlic with VIP champagne and dessert party. Oh my God, dude, look at those crab legs, John, on that plate. They look yummy, delish. You ask me. Yeah, they do. Right, they, straight away. Yes. We got to do this one year, dude. I, you know. This is more. I I think this is so much worth more than the two thousand for Mary AJ and myself. For this. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be a ding dong here. It just yeah. this would be more up my alley than going to hang out. With, like literally, if I'm gonna pay two grand, I better have an hour or two with him, and he better give me some secret recipes, John, for me to go make a my own restaurant. Or for two grand, you can have uh, probably two nights at the Swan and Dolphin. Yeah. You got tickets for this for yeah. you and, and Brenda. And then uh, you actually, for grand, you're going both nights. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, and why in the world would you not want to do this? Yeah. And actually, if this is the food and wine, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, some of the chefs are actually running around. They are. You know? They are. They so, are here. They actually are. So, they are. Yeah. So if you're if you're one of the... One of the fan persons that want to go see some of these chefs, I'm, I'm sure that you're probably going to run into one or two of them. So, Well, from everything I've seen and read, I've seen Mary Moda at his restaurant. I said hi to him my, me, when me, Mark, and yeah, Jimmy Yeah, so around. you've seen him too. So. Yeah. But, and the thing is, like, Chef Art Smith... He's at homecoming all the time, dude. Like, like I ran into him, and, yeah. and, and I never, I never even recognized 
people. Yeah. I'm terrible at recognizing actors or actresses or celebrities, and I actually recognized Art Smith. I was rather proud of myself. So. Yeah, and, and he's in there all the time. So if you go home talking, yeah, two grand, dude. You had a four cross meal here. Let me let me get my your two grand. But Swan and Dolphins priced at 185 per person, and you can indulge in 25 expertly prepared food dishes, John. That's more than seven, ain't it? This is a 25-course yeah. meal. Yeah, and it looks like uh, even that just that crab thing looks a little more than a bite. And so, then, John, you know. listen, yeah, and listen to this. Journey with more than 200 wine, beer, and spirit samplings. Dude, that, <laughs> that it's not even close. They, they, look at this watermelon here. Compressed late harvest watermelon with spice, Lebanon, marinated tomatoes, frise, marinated feta cheese from Cabana Bar and Beach Club. That looks so freaking refreshing, doesn't it? Yeah, all this looks so good. I, th I think we need to make a date, Doug. We need, we're going to have to set oh, this Johnny, up. Johnny, uh, I, I don't put out yeah. on the first date, just so you know. Right. <laughs> I play hard to get. Well, neither do I. Okay. So, uh, well, we yeah. already had our first date, though. It, we did, uh, what you call it, Guardians, and you got me sick, John. I almost threw my glasses <laughs> off my face. You know, had a rough date, John. You, your first yeah. date was rough. But yeah, yeah you, that did turn out well. And then it rained. I mean, yeah, you know. You ran away so. from me. I, I wasn't as yeah. sexy as you thought I was, apparently. You took off on me. Left me yeah, all alone I feel, at Epcot. I, I felt like I got catfished. You yeah. Know, so. <laughs> but anyway, you did. Uh, but no, we definitely got to set this up. I, I say we shoot for next year, John. That would be fantastic. Imagine we just out there, and especially God bless America, if the weather could be like it is right now. Yeah. Doug, you can't ask for a better day to be wandering around this today. I mean, humidity is low. It's probably, I think it got to 78 today, so oh, that would be so awesome. Yep, this would be awesome. New themed area for the love of Florida and the Rose Room. Among the exciting new additions are themed areas named for the love of Florida and Rose Room, both are anticipated to be new guest favorites. Uh, so, to, for the love of Florida, celebrate local cuisine and ingredients with flavors of sunshine state of the sunshine state. Dishes included Seminole pumpkin fry bread with powdered sugar, warm pumpkin spice sauce, grilled Florida oysters, John, with a kumquat hot sauce and shallot butter. That sounds good, don't it? Yes, it does. And then these butter poached, butter -poached base scallops. Oh, Johnny. You had me at hello with these butter poached base scallops. With Florida corn puree, charred scallion vinaigrette, rat oh, that sounds, a radish threads and shallot butter. That sounds so good. It looks good, too, Johnny. You see the little pumpkin breads. The fried bread. That looks that looks cool. They're in little, little, little dollops, like little balls. Like they look like yeah. little hush puppies, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like uh, either that or uh, uh, donut holes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love some donut holes. <laughs> uh, the Rose Room will transport guests to a tranquil garden party, complete with a to with topiaries, roses, and classical style covers of modern day hits. Rose Room will serve. Various selections of roses amidst a pink color palette, perfect for sipping weather, still or sparkling. Where are we at here? New and returning dishes for 2023. Dude, all these dishes are pretty big if you go down, aren't they? Yeah, they look 
that that would be the problem. It'd almost be like if you are walking around with Render, if I'm walking around with Lisa, we'd have to get one to almost share so you could try to get around to get everything, you know? Oh my god. Like look how big that smoked American lamb is there, John, and handcrafted lamb smoked cumin and a riso barbecue sauce, roasted black peppers and a date puree, pickled mustard green. Dude, that's a that's a big piece. That's a big plate right there, dude. Yep. Yeah, there's the chef right there, John. Come on. Uh, pay two thousand dollars. Yeah, all new dishes for this year's event include. Here we go: red chili chicken taco with avocado, tomatillo, pico de gallo, queso fresco on a corn tortilla from Rosa Mexicana. Uh, smoked American lamb. That's that handcrafted lamb I just read. G Gorgonzola cheese filled with. Angolati with spiced pears, walnuts, uh, nasturtium, and a Nuja, Nuja vinaigrette from Il Milano. Uh, tortellini pasta, house-made tortellini pasta, steamed baby clams roasted with tomato sauce, uh, calabrine chili, Oh my God, that sounds good, don't it, John? Guanciale, yeah. Guanciale, from Amar, right? yeah. And kanji, slow cooked rice, porridged shrimp dumplings, fried shallots, green onions, garlic, and crispy chili flakes with a Chinatown pop up. That sounds, dude. This we got to do this. I mean, look at those plates. They're so decadent. They look so good, don't they? Yeah, they do, and that kanji is like one of the things I'd be uh, watching Top Chef year after year after year. Some of the some of the uh, like peasant dishes that they make that are are dishes that would um, traditionally be made from some some of the broke ass people, uh, you know, that work so hard in their mm -hmm. lives, and they bring all their leftovers home and make some fantastic food. I mean, that's where a lot of the great food of, of the world comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, kanji is one of those, and that's something I've never had a chance to try, so I'd love to give that a shot. That would be awesome. And now listen to the returning favorites, John. And I haven't been hearing forever since Swan and Dolphin and Chula, so roasted Lintz, Lintz Heritage Black Angus Beef Tenderloin. With potato puree, pearl onions, Dijon mustard, and a cognac sauce from Shula's Steakhouse. Dude, you had me at that, didn't you, John? That's amazing. Just start off the night. We just start off, start off with that, and we go from there, right? Yeah, signature classic guacamole. And malacha with a fresh tortilla chip and roasted tomato salsa from Rosa Mexicana. Brenda would love this. My buddy Jimmy probably loved this too. Crispy cauliflower with sweet and spicy Thai chili sauce. Shuk, what is that? Shuyu from the beer garden. That sounds good. Dragon roll, crispy shrimp, yellowfin tuna, Haas avocado, kupai mayonnaise from Kumos, Kuminos, and baked ricotta cheese, carrot, two ways, radish, tomato, and pine nut. Gremolata from Il Molino. Dude, if you look at all these pictures, guys, if you get on, the desserts look out of this world, too. I mean, pear pecan, praline cake, triple chocolate cherry ring flambe, blood orange and raspberry tart, wild strawberry eclair, 70% single origin 
Bavarian chocolate mousse with mango and passion fruit. I mean, look at these. These desserts are so awesome, aren't they? Looking? Yeah, this all looks so great. It looks incredible, honestly. So. Oh, my God. Look at that Italian beef sandwich with slow-cooked, sliced, Lynn's Heritage Angus Beef ribeye, John. Oh, my <laughs> God. And they look like fresh-baked rolls. They might even pass up here in the Northeast. Those rolls look so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they might get past them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta, we definitely gotta do this. I mean, those, everything there le definitely looks better than. I, I hate to say it, but food and wine, don't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it is. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you're 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 paying a premium to go to this and you can't buy anything but, for six, uh, seven dollars, but, but, but if you, nonetheless, yeah, oh yeah, if you edit it all up, I mean, there there has been years where me and Lisa at the food and wine festival, certainly not this year, last year, but years where we spent. On one day, over two hundred dollars, yeah. easily over two hundred dollars, walking yeah. around the food yeah. wine festival. So. I was watching Mr. Tom Morrow, uh, and he was, he went with his friends, and they spent like three hundred and some bucks, almost four hundred bucks, because he was buying for them too, and they were drinking. Yeah. And yeah. dude, I mean, hundred eighty-five dollars, you get all your alcohol included in that too. So if you if you also priced your twenty-seven Lefin de Mont you have during a normal day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you you really have respect for my alcohol tolerance. <laughs> but seriously, though, if you uh, all kidding aside, if you just price the alcohol that if you drank, you know, all during the day for you know four or five hours, oh, yeah. on yeah. top of all this, I mean, I mean, oh, believe me, I'd get my money's out of it. Uh, the problem again, uh, Doug, like I said, Lisa, is, is Lisa <laughs> yeah, uh, with, uh, yeah. Well, she, her lack of wanting to drink any alcohol. Yeah. So I mean, our value would seriously diminish. I really wish they would offer, uh, you know, make her put on a, a wristband or make us put on a wristband or something like that, where she, we know that she can't have any alcohol. But I mean, if they could even take off. Thirty, forty dollars, just because she wouldn't have it, it would be so mm -hmm. much worth it. No, so. absolutely. But I don't think a, if if you got to try all these plates and had three or four beers, it would be worth one hundred eighty-five dollars for me. I think so. I think so. Because it's and, an and experience like, too. Yeah, and like you said, Doug, it's also a thing that I think me and you would feel a lot more casual at. I'm in a t-shirt and, mm. and a pair of shorts and tennis shoes wandering around as opposed to, I don't know what you'd want to wear. I, hell, I felt the $2,000 dinner, you might want to wear a, a tuxedo to get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, black tie affair. So. No, no, that's uh, nuts. $2,000. I mean, $2,000. So, four grand. His ass better be coming to my house and cooking me and Brendan dinner here and hanging out for the night. Not, not, no, that's, that's outlandish, dude. That's crazy. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, Doug. You put away that two, you put aside that two grand to do that. Put it aside and then go. Instead of that, I'll take uh, uh, Brenda and John and Lisa to the uh, Swan and Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, for two two people's four grand, I'm not going alone, uh -huh. but I. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. That I mean, ain't us. That ain't I don't me. spend that. Dude, I go to Disney for a week at Riverside for four grand. I mean, for less than that, dude. For way less than that. Yeah. I go uh, sometimes. I mean, the last trip before. I mean, it was less than two grand. I mean, it's crazy for it. Stop. Anyway, first look at Disney's 2023 Wine and Dine Half Marathon Week. Dude, they really bring out the merchandise. Get online, guys, and look that up. There's too much to even talk about. You got backpacks, hats, pins, jackets, shirts. 
Yeah, enjoy. Uh, virtual recruit re Q returns for Star Wars Rise of Resistance for Disney's Jollywood Nights. So we're back to the virtual queue over there. Uh, complete guide to all the food and drink at the Jolly Jolly Nights Jollywood Nights ticket event at Walt Disney World. Uh, what do we have here? That Jollywood Nights is select nights from November 11th through December 20th. What do we have here, John? That's interesting that they have actual unique food over at uh, Hollywood Studios now. It sounds like uh, Epcot's kind of the cancer spreading for the, yeah. <laughs> the uh, food, right? Uh, Holiday Fiesta El Alcali on Commissary Lane will be filled with Latin holiday tunes, colorful de decor, and plenty of eats and sips inspired by Latin holiday tradition. So they ain't telling you exactly what it is. Uh, Hollywood Brown Derby Jazz Holiday. This, this restaurant transforms into a smooth jazz joint playing all the cool holiday tunes. Cat, you get it? And mint sparkling decor. Here you can sip handcraft, sip crafted cocktails and indulge in an exclusive menu of light bites and enjoy the music, ambiance, and classy at a classy establishment, dude. To experience Jazz Holiday and Holiday Brown Derby, you can rest to join a walk-up wait list on, and on the My Disney Experience app. So now you're even booking your food there. You remember him, John, when we were kids, Wolfman Jack? Yes, I do. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they, they don't really have any of the chicken empanadas with street corn. Chicken empanadas served with a side of street corn, salad topped with chili peppers, lime, and congeated cheese Yukon chick what is that chick charon chicka charon fried chicken which it chicken yeah, it's pork shins yeah it's basically just pork shins fried pork fried belly yuca red pickle onions and chili peppers mushroom taco chili roasted mixed mushroom avocado creme baby gem lettuce and garnish with a sliced pickle with, with a sliced radish <laughs> beer bur, taco Shredded short rib with Monterey Jack. Uh, you got coconut rice pudding. Mexican hot cocoa cheesecake. Uh, manganata. Frozen mango beverage with mango chili peppers. Zero proof pina colada. And some, what is it? Oxica old fashioned, John. Uh, baseline tap house. Looks like they have more stuff for this than they do during the normal day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, baseline, what do they have? A pretzel and a, and I think you can buy, get a meat board there. That's about it. So. Yeah, it's so stupid. You got marinated hahi tuna with pig at the gala and avocado cream topped with cilantro. Uh, charcuterie cup, which you were talking about. And then beer margarita. Blend of, oh, dude, we might have you in trouble here, John. Blend of past mm. Patron Silver Tequila. Contour liqueur, lime juice topped with a scrimshaw pilsner over ice. You know what? I'd probably do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind you would, John. Uh, you want to read these desserts? Yeah, sure. Or, or whatever uh, the heck. Well, going no, over no, no. No, Dockside sorry. Diner. Yeah. Uh, spicy pimento kimichi dip topped with chimes and served with fresh, fresh house-made wonton chips. Roasted eggplant dip topped with chives and served with warm pita bread. 
I would like a roasted eggplant, so mm-hmm. I'd probably do that. Poutine tots, potato barrel stopped with gravy, brisket, mozzarella, curds, and chives. There ain't a single thing in what I just said that sounds bad. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christmas tree, tr- Christmas tree cookie shack. I'm rubbing off on you, John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Uh, vanilla cookie stack filled with pistachio buttercream, cranberry, and raspberry jam topped with sprinkles and a yellow candy star. Sandy Claus hot cocoa. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas inspired dark chocolate. Hot cocoa topped with cherry whipped cream and naughty or nice. Crown Royal whiskey and ginger mixed with orange, cranberry, and grapefruit juice topped with fresh cranberries. They named that after me and Brenda. Not, yeah, well, I know who's naughty and who's nice. So. Don't talk about Brenda that way, John. Yeah, that is my okay. wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Epic Eats. Uh, mm. Spicy Korean chicken funnel cake. Spicy. Man, they got a lot of food all of a sudden at Hollywood Studios. Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh, spicy fried Korean chicken with pickled vegetables served on a mini funnel cake. I, I don't know about sweets no. and that stuff. But, uh brisket reuben funnel cake no beef brisket and sauerkraut slaw top with thousand island dressing served on a mini funnel no no like no. like the, I, uh, no uh, the, the only way i could stomach either uh, one of those my mom listen to me the funnel cake if if it's basically dough so if you do away with all the powdered sugar and everything else yeah, it might not be bad uh, yeah. you get what i'm saying you take away some of the sugar and yeah, stuff like some it, of the sugar i mean yeah but, if it just ooh, on, if so it, sweet yeah i don't think they're i don't think it'll have the uh the, the sugar or what i think it's just gonna have the dough like they're gonna bake like i think what they're saying is know how the base of a funnel cake looks before they put all the stuff on it yeah, I'm looking at the picture, so and I don't see the powdered sugar no. on there. I guess, but yeah. I mean, even without the powdered sugar, though, that dough is still sweet. No, so. it's not not that bad, dude. It's really mm. not. It's all the crap they put in it. I think this is gonna have. I would like to try it because the the sauce and stuff from each of these, the brisket sauce, getting all yeah. down inside of that that it, it's basically a waffle. It's basically yeah, I suppose, a waffle, but yeah. But I mean, I I don't know. I I think the the or at least my fondness for a Reuben is the the mix between you know the the rye bread and without the rye bread in there with the Thousand Island dressing and the sauerkraut. I don't know if I I find it well, appetizing. But no, I would. I think I, as long as it don't have the sugar, if just the base. I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking we. I think we would be pleasantly surprised with this one, John. I just think yeah. it's a. I think it's the funnel cake version of. Uh, a waffle. All right. All right. Like how you uh, like chicken and waffles, so. I, I can't yeah, shut up, yeah. John. I can't shut up. Go. <laughs> S'mores funnel cake. Giant roasted marshmallow with chocolate marshmallow sauce topped with chocolate curls and cinnamon cereal served on a mini funnel cake and Samuel Adams winter lager. I'm in that for that. It's going to be eh, spiced with cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel for a deep flavor and multi finish. Now, just give me the Adams. Leave all the other crap out. <laughs> What else do we have here? Oh, dude. Uh, Holiday turkey popover. Go ahead, John. Yeah, roasted turkey and creamy mashed potatoes <sighs> topped with gravy, cranberry chutney and chives, and a house-made popover. Oh, that so tasty. good, John. Mm. Just the sides popover. Macaroni and cheese and savory collard greens with ham topped with cornbread crumbs and a house-made pasta. Oh my god, that sounds so That good. does sound bad. <laughs> both of them, my yeah. man. I'm starving right now, dude. It's like, which yeah. one do I? I'll have both, please. Don't want this uh, one. It sounds good, but I don't want it. But it tastes good, though. 
PB and J donut, glazed donut with creamy peanut butter and grape jelly dipped in dark chocolate, topped with crushed house-made salt and vinegar chips. Wow, that would be a contrast of flavors, but mm-hmm. uh, Kermit's frozen banana bites. Hey, Very good. Frozen banana and white chocolate with caramel swirls topped with matcha whipped cream and a sprinkle. Yeah. And a mistletoe martini. Oh, Johnny, you ain't kissing like, me under uh, mistletoe, I'll tell you that right uh, now. I can see you roaming uh, around trying to put that martini glass over my head. I know you would. Jim. No, sir. Okay. No, sir. Okay. Uh, Tito's handmade vodka and the St. Germain elderflower liqueur mixed with cranberry juice and topped with fresh cranberries and mint leaves. And Gertie's ice cream extinction. Uh, Christmas Gertie cookies, sugar cookies. With mint icing. They look cute, little sugar cookies. Yeah, they are quite adorable. Oh, they're adorbs, as the kids say, John. The market. Uh, Buffalo chicken spring rolls. Fried spring rolls served with jalapeno ranch dipping sauce and fried rice noodles. That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it sounds horrible for you, but it don't sound bad. (laughs) Frozone snowball macarons. Coconut macarons drizzled with blue vanilla frosting and topped with snowflake snowflake sprinkles. Uh, Spiced apple cider. Apple cider with cinnamon and apple chip garnish. Zero proof apple cider. Uh... And then in holiday fashion is a Buffalo Trace Kentucky Kentucky straight bourbon, John. Rosemary syrup, cranberry, lime juice, and cinnamon. Pizza Rizzo, John. They've, I mean, their food sucks I in the restaurant. So, yeah, I would be so hesitant about trying this. But, I mean, the stuff looks good, uh-huh. but... It better taste better than what the hell they serve. Oh. That is the... That is the Biggest waste. Disappointing. Yes. Disappointing. We have to do our top five hated restaurants. We got to do our. We have to do our. Uh, maybe because you're off Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and maybe we'll get away and we'll just sprinkle in some news and do some shows and from home, being your home those days. Maybe we'll start doing our list of of the parks, of the okay. rides. How's that sound? And then throw in the news as it comes out. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. So. Uh, meatballs and polento, John. Giant meatball with a marinara and cre- creamy cheese polento. You can read the next one. Olive and goat cheese flatbread. Olive oil toasted flatbread. Creamy goat cheese. Rustic olive and tomato spread. Balsamic glaze and lemon watercress. I can tell you now I would hate that. I'm not a goat cheese fan, are you? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not a goat cheese <laughs> Absolutely. Fan. Yeah, I like the little funk that's mixed. I like blue cheese. I like goat cheese. Yeah, mm. yeah I like that little funk. And a pasta flat de breda. Fresh of mozzarella, yep. salami, pepperoni, country ham, olives, peppers, onion, pepperoni, and marinata. Marinara. Marinara. <laughs> Tiramisu puff, John. Uh, I'm getting back there. Sweet and savory right. with flavors. I got there. Okay. It's okay. I'll finish it now. Flavors <laughs> of espresso, chocolate, and a coffee-infused custard and macarpone cream. And then you got uh, Pinot Grigio. Chianti. Yeah. Your Peroni and yeah. a Heineken. Yeah. And they have your non-alcoholic Heineken if you're so inclined. No, I just have I, a Peroni. I, I, don't, I would just be so hesitant about trying anything from this place but man they they have some good looking stuff yeah so 
So what else we got here, John? Trolley uh, Car Cafe. Twilight. Yeah. The, uh, well, oh, oh, did I see that? Yeah, Twilight no, yeah. Tip Top Club. Yeah, Tip Top Club. A bunch of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all drinks. Mm-hmm. Fifth Dimension. Twilight, Twilight Daiquiri. Daiquiri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sparkling pomegranate apple cider, John. Hey, guys, yeah. let's go get the sparkling pomegranate a- apple cider. It'll probably be the last thing I'd buy on that. <laughs> of all this. <laughs> Bar locations. Zero Proof Gingerbread Spritzer. Sugar Cookie Martini. Jazz Holiday at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Now Here we're talking we go. Now. Here we go. Yeah. yeah it looks yeah. like some Whisper's good... Rockefeller. Spinach Foam. Shea Parmesan. Ricotta. Ricotto. Pepper Relish. I think it's supposed to probably be Ricotta, but you never know. And Salmon Caviar. Mm. Wee. Fancy. Here you go, John. Lisa's in for uh, this one. Crispy Duck Drumette. Spicy Orange Glaze. Carrots and Kumquats. Ooh, I'm in. Man, that sounds interesting. Charcuterie, house-made cured meats and accompaniments, blue cheese mousse, and toasted sourdough. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shrimp, Shrimp cocktail. cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cocktail sauce, citrus pearls, avocado mousse, derby slider. These Bison are so good, belly. dude. Bison and pork belly, tilagio, cheese sauce, and fig stout jam. Oh, that sounds good. I'm fantastic. shoving them down my throat. <laughs> Tuna carpaccio. <laughs> Mezcal pickled vegetables, salsa matcha, and avocado crema, pork belly bayo, Korean barbecue, cucumber slaw, and soy vinaigrette. Mm, that sounds good uh, too. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna skip over that tofu, tofu crap, whatever the heck that. That's the same thing. It's tofu. Joffrey, yeah. <laughs> Joffrey's coffee has a Tinseltown teeny and a Roundup up latte. Disney Jollywood nights. 2023 t- dates. Tickets at Jolly Hollywood Nate range from 159 to 179 per person, with a $10 discount available to annual pass holders and vacation club owners. Oh, hey, I like the idea. They, I like the idea of all the extra food. Uh, what I hope, what is going to happen this time next year? The boost will just be up throughout the day. <laughs> Well, if they're smart, they would yeah. because uh, I w- I wouldn't mind going trying some of these stuff, but I'm not going to pay their what hundred and twenty dollars to go to uh, after hours events. Uh, but with that many food items, I almost have to think that Hollywood Studios is thinking about starting their own food festival. Yeah, had to do something, dude. They need more food there. Epcot rolls out favorite favorites with Weathers Originals, so they got all kind of new stuff from Weathers. A uh, special holiday shopping offer for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. So you got an annual pass. Speaking of annual pass, our buddy Bob and Mary, they read—they got their annual passes for the first time in years, John. So you're going to see a lot more of them. Yeah, I hope so. It was it was great seeing them a couple of weeks ago, and I and I hope to actually me working at Magic Kingdom, I hope to run into a lot more uh, people. So uh, everybody, please please look for me. I'm. Uh, I'll definitely be doing runs from Magic Kingdom to uh, some of the resorts. So it'd be great to run into more people. So. Yeah, well, I'm hoping uh, you do, John. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to see Bob and Mary. They're telling me to let them know Bob is when we're headed down again, so he wants to meet us there. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see much else, do you, John? I told you I'd keep you under an hour, and because of food and fillies and eagles, we're an hour and a half now. <laughs> Doug, it's sports, dude. Man, we can't help ourselves. We rambled on about sports and woodworking and uh, uh, 
injuries to my car for a good 30 minutes. Uh, what are you going to do? And the good thing is I won again on the uh, on the fantasy league, John. Yeah, the uh, bad thing is I've lost again. I am, <laughs> I think, currently 0-5. And, and, Doug, I am trying so hard. It's such a shame. I may have a chance against my son this week. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, Peters am, will win. There you go. Uh, John Peters will win. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I'm playing our buddy uh, Sean Duffy this week, so... I'm hoping he don't wake up. He's been asleep like you pretty much all this uh, year. So, I, I, well, uh, I might, I might tell you that he might have not even put in some replacements last week. So, uh, I think Sean Duffy might be sleeping at the wheel right now. Okay, so. well, we got a career. I got to get him on the show and kick his butt, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, had, you're on this, so yeah, you got to tell him. You know, look, dude. Yeah, because he has everybody starting this week because he's playing me, of course. Nobody wants oh, to give me a win. okay, okay. Nobody wants to help Doug out. You know, <laughs> this would be the only week I would accept it, John, and <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> no, but he ain't helping me out. But anyhow, no, uh, I'm enjoying the league this year. Uh, I just hope my birds win tomorrow. And uh, thoughts and prayers going out with everything going on in this crazy world right now, John. I mean... I just pray for everybody that's going through what they're going through over there right now because it's it's crazy times right now, John. Yeah, it's scary, Doug. So it's we're crying scary. about Disney, scary. but things are way worse out there. But <laughs> we do this show trying yeah. not to think about things way worse out there. Indeed. You know, I say from the bottom of my heart, both parties need to get their heads out of their rear and stop being Bob Iger's and get your crap together. <laughs> You know, we need to we need to do better, John. We deserve better. It's scary. I'm watching your boy Indiana Jones, John, the one in Disneyland. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, hopefully they I hope they bring a rendition of that here to uh, Dinosaur. I know people would uh, uh cast me uh as a, as a horrible person for doing that, but I uh, yes, I want Indiana Jones. No, Animal I, I love Dinosaur, and I told you the story of Little Jimmy. I'll never forget it or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. But I wouldn't mind that update just to get rid of Dino Land. I want the whole carnival gone, gone Jay. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Doug. Get rid of that whole area. I mean, there's that's like so much wasted real estate there. It really is, John. It's, it's, we, we, we're, we're, you're Disney World. We hold you to a higher standard. You don't need... Uh, uh, or carnival friggin' games to make your bottom line. You really don't. No. So. It's just, it just, I don't like it. Put, there could be three more rides over there, three more attractions instead of the garbage they put there. And I know our friend Jen enjoys the dig because when she was a little girl, she dig, dig, you know, did the dig over there and all that. And I get that. There's some attachment, but I honestly, and um, and I don't. I understand why she loves it because she has memories with her family. Blah blah blah. Doing that, and she showed Scott when they first went there. I seen the videos when they used to do it. But I think she's the only person I know on the whole planet that would miss Dino. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, actually, the the dig. I would say uh, Evan's uh, children. <laughs> when we met up with Evan and his uh, lovely wife at uh, Animal Kingdom, his children, he could not get out of the dig. Okay. So, <laughs> they were absolutely having a blast. So, uh, I mean, it, it is important, but you could adjust that to a different type of thing. Instead of maybe looking for dinosaurs, you're looking for uh, archaeological, archaeological uh, specimens out but, there. You know, keep the thing, put pottery in there. 
uh, or if they create something really great, I think everybody would forget about it. The yeah, bottom yeah, line is, yeah. and, I, and, and, and I get that for some people, the same way like you're attached to Tom Sawyer's Island. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah. really, Tom Sawyer's Island and Dino Land are the two most wasted areas in all of Walt Disney World. What do you I thought? don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of empty buildings that. Oh, are that's not even another any. level. Yeah, I'm just talking yeah, about that's a big uh, footprints that you could do something else with. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tomorrowland Speedway. No, that's a, that's yeah, a, but that's at least that's spot. crowded and being used. Like I I walk through Dino, yeah. the Carnival area. Like there's nobody barely doing any of those games. It's like Primeval World's never crowded, is it? Was it when it was there? Terror shops. I mean, that whole area is just a like. I've never seen anybody talk about any of those rides like they do Dumbo or. And there's no, there's no love for any of that, in my opinion. I think no, it needs to be no, redone. There's, there's no attachment attachment for uh, Primeval World. Thank God it's no. gone. Or yeah. uh, Triceratops Spin. None of that I mean, crap. Uh, yeah, Dumbo obviously is the uh, big attachment. I mean, for a spinner ride, Dumbo is Dumbo. So. Yeah, and and all kidding aside, like I love dinosaur, but can you name five people in your whole life that care anything about dinosaurs? Doug Davis yeah. and or well dinosaurs, yeah, I mean dinosaurs, yeah. No, but, but like dinosaurs. it ain't like they're a big thing. Like I don't hear kids. I don't see. I don't. I don't know anybody talk. There's nothing that corresponds with it. Um, it's hard to explain. There's so many IPs and so many different ways they could go to enhance those lands. That even Tom Sawyer's Island, I miss it, but I don't know any kids talking about Tom Sawyer right now, John. They need, well, how about they redo the books or do something to actually make people want to go over there? Like, you talk to any kids, like, if I go to my, Logan, my godson's uh, kid, the grandkid, you asked him about Tom Sawyer, you'd have no clue who it is. Uh, Peyton or Addison, they have no clue who Tom Sawyer is. Your son probably wouldn't know, but you told him about him. <laughs> well, I mean... Obviously, Mark Twain's an integral part of American yes. society. He plays he plays a very big role in uh, um, uh, the American adventure. So you know, I mean, yes. to, I don't know. But I, push it then. I mean, do something with it. it. Ain't on Disney Plus. Yeah. How about read? How about how about you redo that instead of redoing all the other crap fifty thousand times? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how about you do an animated series on Disney Plus to make? To promote Tom Sawyer, am I wrong? Do something with him. He's an adventurer. Am I wrong? Well, uh, Tom Sawyer was and and Huckleberry Finn are, are actually fantastic books. But yes. very, Huckleberry Finn speci specifically is very controversial because everything it, is. Ha yes, and I mean, well, we could go into that in different uh, podcasts, yeah. but yeah, it's it's very controversial, and that's why they're afraid of doing anything with it. Well, how about you revive it, and make it more politically correct, like they do with everything else? I mean. <laughs> God forbid well, we learn from the past. Like, I'm shocked that we even, like, we can't talk about the things that were like that to teach and educate, but you could show a dinosaur blowing pe and eating people. Does it make any sense? <laughs> How is that politically correct, showing a dinosaur what? eating another dinosaur, John? Uh, well, well, Doug, tell me how uh, people lost their damn minds when uh, Janet Jackson sewed her boob yeah, in the Super Bowl, and people lost their damn mind. For yeah, God and all sake. the Italians but, and the French Riviera and all the people over in Europe are looking at us like, well, well no big deal. Oh, I see and, that uh, every day uh, out relax, on the beach. People. Stop. <laughs> relax. No, it's just like we're yeah. 
we're, we're high strung. We're, yeah, we're, we're, so we're Americans and we're very high strung. Oh, yeah. so sad. Again, like I was talking earlier about a master bedroom. Has n There's nothing politically incorrect to me about saying that's the master bedroom. I'm just sorry. It just it, it, The master's quarters on a boat is no longer any good either. So the ship's captain doesn't sleep in the master's quarters. He sleeps in the preferred quarters now, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. It's like everybody, just shut up and you, just stop. <laughs> it's a master bedroom. It's a master's quarters. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing trying to hurt anybody by saying that, John. It's just everybody's bloomers are in a bunch. The United States of sensitive America. Yes. But anyway, now that we woke each other up, John, <laughs> no pun intended, I'm going to go out food shopping, John. And you're going to go cook dinner, right? An hour late? Yeah, I'm going to make some barbecue. All right, well, enjoy the weather, John. I will. Everybody, please be kind of... And hopefully this show will go out. 777 for... Lucky 7s was not so lucky. For some reason, that show will not load on iTunes. And I reloaded it. Oh. I, I have no clue. But I'm calling, I'm contacting uh, Podbeam, the whole nine yards... And 778 went right out, and I changed nothing, John. Okay. So I have no clue what's going on, but sorry about the show. Sorry, the only sorry, person Jim. really missed it was Jim Tucker, to be quite honest yeah, with you. Uh, sorry, so, sorry, Mr. Alabama. We, yeah. we're, we're very sorry. He's our one and only fan, apparently. <laughs> I'm kidding. God bless him. Yeah, we love all you guys. Uh, and all you, please be kind to one another. And go over to iTunes, leave us a review, and we will talk to you soon. Say goodbye, John. Bye, folks. Have a great, uh, good week, and please fold your strollers. Come see me on the buses. Yeah, he's at the Magic Kingdom, guys. Look out for him. Yeah. yeah if you're leaving your resort and headed to the Magic Kingdom, look for Johnny. Bye, guys. Or Petey. Or Petey. Bye, guys. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.